You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, my friends? All right, we're we're gonna get into you know, a lot of a lot of questions or comments that I've been getting uh, recently. You know, and I just want to say thank you all for you know supporting the podcast. So many of you that are listeners uh, are jumping over onto our Discord, uh, buying some ADHD coin. I mean, I'm I'm kind of blown away uh, by you know the reception and all the the comments that I've been getting. And you know, I I do believe in this community. I believe you know you know there's it's gonna be. You know, there's a lot of things that are in play as far as with crypto down and you know, a lot of the NFT projects that aren't selling out right away. Um, and I think all of those things are OK uh, as long as we have a strong community that is supporting each other, uh, amplifying each other and you know, recognizing that, uh, you know, the the mechanics and really the strategy of July, August, September is not the strategy and mechanics of December, January, February. And I think that's OK. And I think. Part of that also is to, for us to kind of identify, you know, beyond FOMO, you know, where where are the are projects making a difference? Where are projects that are you know can really you know be implemented and scale and and really you know are really building strong community as a whole? And you know, a lot of the things that I've been hearing a lot is like Brian, you know, what about like my industry or what about if I am a small business owner or what if I'm a, I'm a big brand? And, and so I'm going to cover kind of you know over the next week. I'm going to tackle probably almost all of those kind of like um, industry ones, but I wanted to start off with you know a statement that I've been saying a lot, and it's it's actually I would say one of the most important uh, aspects I believe of NFTs, and it's the you know it's the title. Um, it kind of led you guys into this episode, but it's you know removing the starving from the starving artist, allowing, and when I say artist, you know I say artist a little bit different than creator, right? I'm looking at artist as uh, painters, as music- musicians, uh, as uh, sculptors, um, that you know, that I, I think of you know those that are are you know painting and and those that are you know creating something that from a standpoint of uh, of value, it's in the you know the visual um, components of it, and so you know part of that is this idea of like you know we can't force every artist to have utility behind every project, right? Because I think that all of them that immediately forces artists to have to not only work with others, but probably limits their ability to do what they do best. And then that's kind of the default, you know, it, it kind of goes against what is the purpose of um, so much of what we're doing here, right? This decentralization, the idea that, you know, artists can really you know, grow and amplify. And we've seen some amazing examples, right? There are some really talented artists um, that have bigger names, right? That have bigger, you know, platforms that are selling out in the millions of dollars, you know, they're doing, you know, big mints or, or mint of multiple projects, but I'm focusing about like the starving artist, right? And, and I don't mean the starving artist, but like they're starving now, but I do mean the ones that are, that are still, that have redesigned their lives 
to, you know, not really benefit from their work, but so that they can do the things that they love and work. Right. And I think, you know, I think about the, you know, musicians that are on, you know, the Santa Monica uh, boardwalk every day, you know, playing, you know, quality music that are just waiting to get discovered. You know, how can we help them, you know, put their music out to the world in ways through NFTs? And, and what about, you know, the artist that, you know, you've discovered when you're in, uh, you know, you're, you're in Sedona, Arizona, and you're walking through, you know, a, a lo- local farmer's market, and you see this artist that is just ridiculously talented. And yes, buying their art is a value, but what if, the, what if that art is in NFT form? There's kind of two places that I wanted to kind of look at that, that, that exact scenario, right? Like, how do we allow, like, the artist to impact more people, right? Because when we buy a piece of art, and when we're in Sedona on vacation, I don't know why Sedona came to mind. I love Sedona. Uh, I lived in Arizona for eight years, and uh, we did many trips up to Sedona, and I, I'm a big fan of that area. But, you know, like, um, and, and I actually, I think part of the reason I am is because one of the pieces of art that I'm hanging up in my in my house this weekend uh, is actually a piece of art that I got from Sedona. And this is a good example, right? So I would say the total people that I've seen this piece of art that I that I purchased um, in Sedona is maybe, I don't know, 40 people <laughs> that have been to my house since I you know, actually bought it and had it hanging up uh, a couple of years that I had it. Uh, it was in a box that I was waiting for, like, the perfect location. And when you think about it, you know, I remember, I think I bought the piece of art uh, somewhere like in the $300, $400 range, uh, nothing crazy expensive, but it wasn't, you know, like a $10, um, piece on the, on the side, you know, in a, at a farmer's market type area. And I, you know, and for me, like when we think about this artist that, you know, is showing up, you know, and working hard every you know, day and, and showing up, uh, and selling that piece of art, you know, to all these lucky people that have discovered them, there is something beautiful about that. But the thing that I like look at this is I don't want them to have to stop doing that. But what I do would love them to have is to have like the NFT component of that art and not only be able to sell that art online, but for those that are buying it offline, like think about me as I was, you know, I was in Sedona, I was visiting, we were, you know, I was kind of forced to go to this farmer's market. I say farmer's market, it's not the right term. It, it was like a, um, a showcase and there was, it was kind of like an art fair, I'd say probably more so than a farmer's market. And we were walking around and we found this one piece and it was, uh, there was actually like two or three pieces that they had up. And we really liked it. And I, and I, and we ended up, you know, uh, buying it. And, you know, for me, part of this, this concept is, you know, being able to say, Hey, you know, this piece of art, you know, is, is on the blockchain. It has an NFT twin or an NFT component. And, you know, the, the beauty that comes into this is that if it's in the, you know, if it's an NFT, I'm able to resell it. And when I resell it to someone like, you know, I bought it for $300. Maybe one of my podcast listeners is like, you know what, Brian, I saw that piece. I think it's worth 1200 bucks. Like I would love to buy it from you for 1200 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You probably, I, I haven't put it up enough. I'll sell it to you for $1,200. Well, we know that that artist in Sedona, not only are they not even aware that that sale happened and that people are still enjoying their art because, you know, we've heard this from many artists, right? Like their ability to understand the impact that they're making on people has always been very limited, right? Based on like maybe that first interaction or someone coming back to a, a show or buying multiple pieces of, of art. And so, you know, I sell it to someone, one of the podcast listeners here for $1,200 and built into that contract is the royalty distribution back to that artist. So even though I bought it four years ago or five years ago, 
that artist would get 10% of that sale for 1200 bucks, right? So now they're going to get $120 directly deposited into their bank account. The person that is buying the art for me knows that I, I bought the original piece from that artist and I'm the only one that holds it and, and you know it has the, the number and so he can verify that, right? And so now they're holding it. And so now not only does that artist get rewarded financially, but they also see that five years later, their art is now worth four times more than what it was when I bought it, right? How does that change the dynamics? Not only removing the starving from the starving artist, but it also changes the dynamic around mental health. Right. The idea that the artist can be reassured that what their gift that they have in the world is is making it a better place. The idea that, you know, you can kind of go beyond. And so I I do love that there are some great projects that are out there for artists that um, that are kind of doing a lot of the work for them in the NFT space. The only thing that that bothers me a little bit in there is that there still becomes some bias and like some benchmarks to get in into the, the space. And the flip side of that is like, what's the alternative, right? Just because an artist, you know, posts an NFT in OpenSea or mints it on Solana because they don't want to spend much money on it. You know, if nobody is in that marketplace or no one's browsing it, then the chance of them selling is, is like, you know, pretty much zero to nil. And unfortunately, they're going to now be like, well, that was a waste of my time. Why would I have even done that? Right. And so I think there is like a little bit of a... Uh, a a kind of a cross section that we see here. And, and you know, the, the beauty is like, if you're on open if anyone here doesn't realize this, you can go to open and you can hit the explore button. And when you hit explore, you can scroll down to art. And now it's going to tell you that what are the trending collections in art, right? So you can scroll through some of the, the trending collections that are available, which is pretty neat. They give you a little snapshot of it. They tell you a little bit of, of the background of, of the project. And, you know, I love that idea. I, I think this is, you know, great. And I will tell you that they've done better now where like, if you're scrolling, you can, it's, it's hundreds of projects, um, not just, you know, the, like the top 10 um, in the, in the space. Cause I, I like to look at it from like the other side, right? Like what are some of the projects that people haven't uh, either discovered yet or only a few you know, groups of people have discovered, or even, you know, one of the, you know, one of the first art pieces that I bought as an NFT, right? I, I've shared about this piece a lot now, I feel. Um, but if you haven't, you know, the, the superlatives, right? So the uh, that's one that I, it's the Superlative Secret Society. Um, and it is a, I mean, a beautiful piece of art. And I'll read the description. It's, uh, there are collectible NFTs inspired by primary personal traits. It was built by a passionate team and a powerful grassroots community. The project offers incredible utility and is dedicated to supporting the next generation of artists. And I will tell you the thing I love about it is, you know, these pieces, they're, you know, they're pretty much the primary colors are like teal, purple, like a, a pinkish red, um, orange, and then uh, I'd say the other color is kind of like um kind of like a pale white or you know, I'm I'm not an artist as you guys can tell. And all these these pieces, you know, the floor right now is uh, 0.12, um, which, you know, I think, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, 0.12 is about $500 is the floor. Uh, I will tell you, uh, when I purchased mine, let's see, let's pull, I'll pull mine up here while we're, we're live here. Um, you know, I actually, uh, I believe I minted one of these. So it was the day it was released. And I remember uh, it was a while ago. So here, let's see what the date says. So three months ago. Um, so that's kind of cool that I can see that on the blockchain, right? That's how this works for artists. So 87 days ago, um, I purchased um, this uh, piece of art. And uh, let's see what, you know, how much did I pay for or how did that work? Okay. Um, 
Oh, so I didn't mint it. Um, so this is good. So yeah, now I'm learning. So actually, it was the, so I, I didn't mint it, but I bought it the day that they were launched. So it was the day that they were launched. Um, and so I don't know. That might have been like they weren't minting on a website. They were just doing it through OpenSea. So maybe I would because it, it's the exact same day. Um, it shows as kind of the, the minted um, con, uh, perspective here. But that, that's not really the, the case that matters. Um, that what I wanted to share on that part of this is like, you know, for me, I've had this you know piece for uh, you know, three plus months. And if I look at the, like kind of like the, the trending charts or, you know, how the, the floor has been or, you know, what has gone on with this project, you know, it's one of those projects that like I got in cause I thought the art was really cool. And I was just curious, like how the, how that would work, like how would the, the art, you know, kind of work. And I, and I'll say like, uh, I believe like early on when I first got the project, the floor went up to about, you know, 0.4. Um, but that was also in September when things were really, really high. And then, you know, I would say for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of buzz until, you know, like the beginning of November. And I remember like I started getting a bunch of offers on the, on the pieces and, um, and then they, you know, like I would tell you like they've kind of held strong since then. And, and for me, you know, I, I tell you guys a lot, I'm in a lot of discords. I'm in a lot of um, different communities and they have a, a very beautiful discord. Um, they also have some great community members that are creating some content around, um, this project. But I'm going to tell you that, you know, I bought a sweatshirt, uh, for, uh, I believe it was a hundred dollars, uh, for the sweatshirt custom made with my, um, the superlative secret society on it. And so it's my, and it's like the full sweatshirt and you guys will see pictures on Instagram whenever I get it. I should get it, uh, hopefully before the end of the year. But you know, like for me, like this is like that art, right? And it's the artist that I'm, I'm now going to be wearing their piece of art. And the nice part about it is I, I can even tell people like, no, I own the piece that I'm wearing on this sweatshirt. And you should go check it out. You know, like they're the, you know, the superlative uh, secret society over on OpenSea. And you can go check out their, their entire collection and, and all of the different things that they've done. And, and I will say like, to me, this is part of the, the piece as well, right? I mentioned before, yes, the royalties that can be kicked back to artists, but also the idea that, you know, we, it makes it very easy for us to, you know, because we own the piece and it's something that we can turn into, you know, maybe even we can make, uh, you know, coffee mugs or we can even, you know, like I, one of my other NFTs, I took the, the art and I, I turned the, the, the Jersey that the, that my crypto dad was wearing, I turned it into a, a, a secret superlative, uh, Jersey. And so I, I think that idea of ownership, there's also like, Hey, Oh, you like that? Oh, you know what? You should check it out. Right. And I, and I do think we're going to see like this explosion of digital displays that allow us to display, um, art in a, you know, in a way that's not crazy expensive. It's not like hanging a spare TV uh, on the wall, but doing so in a way that like, Hey, this is the art I own and also making it very easy for us to do word of mouth. Right. I think that the other part of being the starving artist is how many of us have done that. Right. Like, honestly, the the piece that I was just telling you about Sedona, uh, you know, I paused the I paused my recording here of the podcast and I ran over to the piece of art and I was like, you know what? Do I have like the business card on the back of it, or do I have like anything that I could you know promote here on the podcast is to tell people about it? Uh, and there's literally nothing. And the signature where like the artist signed is not anything that I mean, it looks like kind of like an H with a long squiggly B maybe. Um, but like just that idea alone, right? Like the artist now, you know, every person that's buying their art, buying the NFT also is kind of doing the marketing for that NFT and that that series. And so I think that's another aspect here um, for artists. And then there's also like kind of the twofold, right? I think artists joining other artist communities online is essential, not only for us to not feel alone, but for collaboration opportunities and, and bringing people together. 
But I also think the idea of artists joining communities of people that are fans of their art and appreciate what they're doing um, is a is a great thing, right? And I think as artists, you know, I don't believe you need to have a massive fan base, right? I think finding 50 people that will spend $150 on your NFT or $300 on your NFT pieces of art um, is a great place to start, right? And it's a great place to launch. And maybe you launch on Solana because it doesn't cost much to, uh, to mint there. And you mint the NFT and you get about 50 people that are, that are into it and are buying it. And you guys will see, you know, in the, our collection here for Mint 365, uh, we've bought, I think, five or six pieces of art um, where the art is the really the only reason we're buying it, not for uh, underlying utility. There's a couple other projects that have some amazing art, but also the underlying utility influenced the decision. But I'm talking about ones where the art, uh, you know, captivated us. Like one of them is the, is the skull. Uh, we have a skull, uh, art Solana skull, I think is what it's called. Um, it was back near the beginning. I'll have to figure out what, uh, number, uh, NFT that we minted on that. I believe it was kind of like the second week of November, but, um, like that piece of art is just amazing. And I, and I will tell you, I, I signed up for the the uh, notifications over there so that if that artist uh, launched another collection, I'm going to get in on it as well. I think it's just some really um, great art over there. And I follow the, the artist now on Instagram because I, I thought it was such a great piece. But I think like that piece of it here is like, and so I think for artists, that's the other part of this is, you know, you do have to find, you know, you have to do a little bit of marketing, especially at the beginning as far. And when I say marketing, I think part of it is just really, you know, getting it in the hands of people that are going to talk about it, get, making it easy for people to talk about it, right? It's one thing for us, you know, I love, you know, some amazing art pieces, but then when someone can't pronounce the name of it, or the artist's name is so, you know, um, you know, cryptic that it's like really hard to figure out like how that, you know, who they are, you know, make it easy for people to talk about who you are as an artist and direct them to buy, you know, to be where, where you purchased uh, your piece of art. And then the last part of this also is that, you know, the, the beauty of, of NFTs and blockchain is that, yes, we own things and it's actually giving permission to those that bought your piece to then use that piece in other things that they're doing. And it might sound like, oh, well, they're, they're taking advantage of the artist, but no, it's because it's kind of shared ownership. Because if you think about it, Every time, so I'm getting the sweatshirt, right? Every time I wear this sweatshirt and I, and someone asks me, oh man, what is that? What, are, what Where's that art on there? I'm like, oh, it's an NFT. You should go check it out. The secret, uh, uh, you know, secret superlative society. And someone goes over there and, and looks at it and is like, wow, that is really cool. And they buy it. That helps every person in the community as well as the artist, right? Because now the value is going up because the demand is increasing. And let's face it, if, if, if the artist can give, you know, if the ownership is shared out and we all are marketing this great piece of art and the own, and the, the, the demand in t- continues to increase, well, now the price is increased not only for that collection, but for that artist's other work, right? For that artist to do additional things or, or collaborations. And so I think that's a big piece. And then the last part of this is the collaboration element. Um, there's a really cool uh, project. It's called Beat Heads. Um, I was in their Twitter space the other night. Uh, Beatheads, they've actually teamed up with Chibi Labs. Uh, we, we interviewed Chibi Labs uh, a couple of days ago um, for that party on January 1st over in Decentraland uh, because uh, Aloe Black is actually partnered with the founders over there um, over at um, Beatheads. And they're, they're doing a project where it's actually the art is inspiring songs that Aloe Black is including in the NFT. And I will tell you, like this to me is the number one place for innovation. And I don't care where you where you are in this space. If you are someone that is that wants to launch a collection because you have, you know, uh, maybe you have a community you want to build or an initiative you want to focus on. 
the idea of collaborating with other artists, right? Collaborating with you know a developer, collaborating collaborating with an artist that has another collection, uh, collaborating with a musician, collaborating with you know all the there the the opportunity to collaborate and share in the in these projects is amazing because the other thing we can do with these contracts is we can actually say hey there are three talents that are in here right we had we had brought in a musician we brought in a you know an artist and we brought in someone that designed you know the digital experience well we can actually split that revenue up across the three accounts that every time that a product is sold you know one third of that uh of that uh you know piece of uh, distribution will go to one artist and one third to another and one third to the other and so that also removes like that kind of like uncomfortable aspect of collaboration that is often like there and like you know what do we bring to the table and who gets what right you can kind of design that directly in the contract and then you know as that project you know grows or 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 scales they're going to continue to benefit from that and and i think that's to me is part of the the beauty here and i and i do think we're going to see it's going to impact brands it's going to impact um art festivals you know i think not just having a qr code or your instagram account um, on your, you know, collection at an art fair, you should have NFTs that are available to buy. Maybe they're not even the same exact uh, of, of the physical product. Now, I will tell you, if they're the same of the physical product, um, and I can buy both, um, that that to me is going to be uh, much more influential. But you know, for the starving artists, I do think this is a great place to uh, to play in, and I think it's a great place to you know find a collection that you love, buy that NFT. And then build your own derivatives off of the NFT that you bought, right? So, like, let's say you you jump in and you buy um, one of your favorite projects, and you like the art that they have, but you as an artist have your own twist on that, right? Now you can you can do spinoffs of that, and you can actually tell you know, hey, for the first hundred people in the community um, that you know that, you know I'm gonna do a piece of art you know a piece of art for them using the 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 one the NFT that they bought for this collection, right? Well, now you're giving back to the community. You're not you're not stealing any work. You're not taking anything away from the artists that are there. But you're also making your imprint, right? And now you might have people reaching out to you and it's like, oh, what is your NFT collection? And then you're like, oh, I'm over on Solana. You should check out over here. Here's some of the pieces that I have, right? So I think it's still that give, give, give. You know, jab, 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 right hook that like Gary Vaynerchuk says. And and I think you know, as artists, if you can participate in existing NFT communities and share your talent. I believe not only will that community rally behind you, but what about the next version of that project? What if they bring you in and hire you in to you know um, help them build out the the generation two of that project? So as artists, I think it, it's easy for to say like, hey, create your collection, put it online. I would also argue, you know, buy some NFTs from communities that you you've heard good things about, or maybe that you like, or even if you're an artist right now, if you want to reach out to me and say, hey, Brian, I'm looking for a community that's this, this, and that. Um, feel free to do so. Either you know any of the social accounts, just send me a DM uh, or jump over into our Discord uh, and let me know. Like, hey, Brian, I'm an artist. I do this kind of art. What kind of projects do you think I I, I should jump in on? And I'll, and I'll happily you know give my suggestions. And and if I own a piece of it, I will even welcome you into the Discord and, and do an intro for you. I, I would be happy to do that. So, for me, I think that is like one of the underlying things that we have to look at. And I will say, I am not one that looks at myself as an artist. But I do look at myself as someone that can amplify, celebrate, uh, reward, and pay for amazing artists to do amazing things. And just think about how much better that world would be. You know, we talk a lot about mental health. Well, mental health also comes down to our ability to enjoy things, participate in things. You know, have that feeling of something that we that you know from a piece of art that we bought at some location, or you know, an emotional connection to something. And so, uh, I truly do believe that the NFT world has the ability to remove the starving from the starving artist. This episode, like all the other ones, are powered and super powered 
by ADHD Coin. Guys, check out ADHDcoin.com. We just hit an all-time high. I just got to tell you, um, when we were, we've actually almost uh, 2x. We are like 1.75 uh, higher today than we were 35 days ago kind of crazy to think about is a lot of you are supporting you're buying our nft you're jumping in and i, I truly do uh, appreciate it and a shout out to our artist uh kevin kevin is actually the intro and outro of the podcast as well he is a not only a musician a musical talent a voice talent uh, but he is also a 3D artist, and he's doing the th- he did the 3D arts that we have included uh, for our NFT project, which will drop on December 22nd. Well, the reveal will happen on December 22nd. You can actually get your art pieces or your NFTs if you're interested. Just go to ADHDcoin.com, and at the top there, it shows um, our NFTs, and you just click on it and say go to Marketplace, and you can check out those NFTs as well. But uh, for all the artists out there, keep your head up. For all those that are friends and family of artists, you know, give them some of these ideas. Share this episode with them. Uh, and for for everyone else, you know, it's a great time for us to invest in talented people. It's a great time for us to reward those around us. Uh, and it doesn't take thousands or hundreds of dollars. Many times, you know, some of these projects, you can, you know, by simply buying an $80 piece of art, you're going to help them uh, continue to grow and do what they're doing. So with that, I will see you tomorrow. Cheers. This show is not for-